Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Date Night In. Get 10% off your first date at diapersanddisciples.com slash date. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 26. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Mary Ruth Hackett from Blessed Is She. We chat a bit about prayer and the formation of a ministry for women of all ages, focused on daily scripture devotions and building community. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Mary Ruth. Hi, Mary Ruth. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Amber? Great. Doing really well. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if we could start out and you could just tell me a little bit about you and your life as a mom. Oh, gosh. Well, every day looks different and I never really know what I'm going to get myself into. Like even just today, like getting prepped for um, recording this, I got a text from my oldest son who's frantic because he lent his captain's band to someone and he needs it for the game at three o'clock. And I just, like I respond, I'm like, I'm I'm busy from one to two, but I can see it. So I'm going to end up having to make him a captain's band on the way to the game while my husband drives. It's like just the things that, you know, I just, I never, every day is totally different. So I have four kids, um, two boys who are 12 and 14 um, and two girls. My girls are six and nine. And my husband and I, when we were married about three years, then that was when we had our first child. So um, we've been married coming on 18 years now. Um, But when we, when we got married and when we had my oldest, I was working on my doctoral dissertation at the time. And it was actually on the transition to parenthood. Wow. Um, And yeah, I, I didn't see at the time, but it was really good foreshadowing of how like tightly connected my family life, my academic life, my scholarly life, all that would be. So um, I graduated with my doctoral degree in educational psychology when I was pregnant with my second. And everybody said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to be a mom again, like still, like this is, this is enough. Um, and then I really dove like full time into parenting. Um a baby and a preschooler then and um but my brain has always kind of been itchy so I moved my studies to kind of religious stuff and that was um specifically the catholic church and then I came into the church the following year and that kind of opened my door to ministry work and volunteering um when my mom life allowed so I started up a mom's ministry at our parish that fall um ran that for a few years and I by then had a my fourth was on the way so kind of backed out of that, but then helped start a women's studies program at our parish, um, and then kind of backed out of that. And then a few summers ago, a group of friends and I revamped the Vacation Bible School program that we run. Um, so we run that every summer now. I sit on the school board for the kids' school and just help with the classroom stuff. And some of them do, some of the kids, um, some of my kids do 4-H, so we do that. And then two of them play club soccer, so we've got that. So it, there's just all, every day's different. I mean, it's so full, but it's all full with so many things that I just, I love doing and I love um, being a part of. So like yesterday, I was speaking to a group of moms about um, building resilience in our kids as they grow. And it was just so neat to be able to go and to do like a speaking engagement that day. So every day is different. Um, sometimes I'm Speaking to parents, sometimes I'm doing work with Blessed Is She, sometimes I'm volunteering in the classroom. I don't do field day at our school. That's the one thing. I, <laughs> you got to draw your line. I don't do field day. I don't do the trip, the field trip to the zoo. Like, I know my boundaries. 
someone else can do those. So right now I'm quite, kind of a stay-at-home mom. I'm sort of a work-from-home mom. I consider myself a stay-at-home mom, but whenever people ask me that, I have to kind of like smile inside and say, and I'm being totally honest because I'm, I'm now the director of operations for Blessed Is She as well. And so like that allows me a super flexible schedule. And um, I started out committing to work like two to three, maybe four hours a week. And now it's closer to 10, but um, I don't know. I love it because I love what they do. And, and working for them frees me up to, like, during the day, I can still do my normal mom duties and grocery shop and take the kids to the dentist and take the dog to the vet. And I can make captain's bands in the afternoon or whatever, <laughs> whatever crops up. But I can still um, do the things like, you know, speak, speaking to this um, mother of preschooler mops group and um, do things like that as well. So it's great. I am so blessed. I'm so blessed. I love my life. Love it. I love that. I It's been such a joy um, just doing this podcast and seeing all the moms in different stages of life and how motherhood is, you know, working for them and <laughs> how, how yes. what kind of mom they are. And um, I wanted to ask you because I had received feedback from uh, a listener actually who has um, – middle schoolers which did you uh-huh. say you have a middle schooler right now I do I have a yeah my I've got a, a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old in addition to a high schooler and a kindergartner so okay wonderful and they were talking about the tension of like uh school uh Ugh. and also the like homework load and so hard yeah so I don't know if you I, I've spoken mostly with um moms of little ones and then I've spoken to a few moms who have high schoolers, but I'm not sure I've really spoken to anyone who's kind of in that middle mm-hmm. school range yet. So mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on that, just being where you're at right now with kids at that age? You know, this this year was really tough. Um, a lot of middle schoolers change schools. They'll go from the grade school to a middle school, or um, and, and I think that that's a really hard time to change schools. My son changed schools as well, um, and we moved, and... Um, he changed club soccer teams. So he got like new teachers. He got a new house. He got, he's no longer sharing a room with his brother. So he's got more alone time, but it's just, it's really, really hard. And I think that um, it's a great opportunity and a great age for them to grow in resilience and to, um, for us to still stay super connected to them because middle schoolers often haven't started that super push away from their parents like high schoolers do. Mm, and so yeah. it's a good chance for us to, you know, to give them a little bit of freedom there, but also to just be right there to help pick them up, to, um, to encourage them, um, to model um, unconditional love for them so that they really see that our love for them is not dependent on their successes or failures. Um, because like that sixth grade year academically is, can be kind of tough too. They're asked to mm. do a lot. And um, they're going to fail at some of the stuff. And we have to love them through that. And um, like, it's nothing, you know, of course, we love them. Our love for them is not dependent on um, how well they succeed um, socially or academically. And um, neither is God's love for them or for us. Um, So they still have worth. So really helping them to identify that, that worth that they have, um, that's independent of whether or not they're a you know, a foot shorter than all the other guys or whether or not, um, 
they are super popular or not. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough though. It's really, really tough. And that's actually what my whole, I did like a whole talk on that yesterday because it's, it's just tough. It's really, really tough. It's a tough time. Um, but it's a great opportunity for us to help them to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so turning to Blessed Is She a little bit, yes. I wanted to ask you, how did Blessed Is She come about <laughs> and how did you get involved with that? Oh gosh, Blessed Is She is amazing. So um, it came about when Jenna Gizar, our founder and creative director, um, who also is a, like a good friend in real life, um, mm-hmm. just kind of felt like she identified this need for more intentional community in our lives as Catholic women. Um, some of us are new to the faith. Some of us uh married into the faith. Some of us were, grew up in the faith and we're always strong in it and maybe went to college, even went to a Catholic university, but then left the Catholic university and found ourselves like really, really wishing we had that community. Um, and so in um, 2014, she started by bringing together a community of Catholic women bloggers and then inviting them to work with her to provide daily devotionals based off of the daily readings for mass. And so these devotions are sent to the inboxes, the email of women throughout the world. And um, that's kind of the, that was the start and the heart of what we do. So we get the word of God into the hands of women every day in like an easy, digestible, relatable form. It's right there in their email. You can't ignore it. Um, And then from that, then we provide online community and support through regional Facebook groups. So like we're on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, um, but the Facebook interaction is just super beautiful to watch. I mean, I think we've got at this point close to or around um, 54,000 Facebook members and like wow. 5,000 Instagram followers. So we've got the Facebook groups um, divided into regional groups. So people can come online, pray, debate, question, support, and then actually meet up face-to-face as well with people that they um find themselves interacting with online. So um, we offer a blessed brunch hostess packet and um, women just send us a note and say, Hey, I want to host a blessed brunch. And we send them the hostess packet and then they do, they just put up food and invite people. And we post the brunches up on our, our website too. So last year we did um, 223 blessed brunches um, in five different on five different continents in nine different countries um, yeah. And I mean, these women are just hungry for community with other Catholic women. Um, mm. so we also offer retreats and this year we're going to be spreading across the country also, um, to offer retreats in like kind of the four corners of the U S and then in the middle too. So we want to bring these women together, um, online, but then also that's not enough. We want to bring them together face to face, whether it's for brunches or for retreats. Um, and the hope is that they're going to make connections and grow in community. Um, once, um, you know, once the retreat is over, once the brunch is over. So to kind of meet that goal then, because we had women who were doing that saying, okay, but what now, what now, what now, what? Um, we introduced uh, Blessed Conversations, and that's a, like a study group. They're study group materials. And they allow these women who say, now what, to um, get together on a regular basis and to delve into um some aspect of our faith. So the Blessed Conversation studies that we um, published this last summer were on different aspects of their faith. So different ways to pray or the Beatitudes or Our Father or the Ten Commandments. Um, There's so many of them. So I wrote the facilitator's guide for that. um, And it just breaks it down into super easy steps so that 
anyone feels comfortable just opening their house up. We even talk about how to invite women to these groups, like how to get started, how to do it. We're going to launch a new study series this um, Easter as well. So, so we start with the word of God and then we grow in community through face-to-face interaction, kind of learning and growing and praying together. Um, our core values are the word of God, sisterhood, heart, which is really kind of sharing our stories from the heart to touch the hearts of others. And we do that through the daily devotions and then um, beauty in the Eucharist, like everything that blessed is she does is pretty. It has to be. <laughs> um, That's true. Everything is beautiful. Just, <laughs> yeah, it really is important to us because it's important to women. I mean, beauty yeah. is one of those places where we encounter God. And it's silly for us to say that it's not important. I mean, take like we have um, Lent um, journals and Advent journals and um, we this um, fall, we were able to partner with our Sunday visitor and put together a Catholic journaling Bible. And it's just beautiful. Like it's the type of thing you want on your coffee table. Um, and, and what's a coffee table book supposed to be? It's supposed to spark conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to give someone time to pause and to reflect on something beautiful. And there's nothing more beautiful than the word of God. So it's just so nice to have um, things like that, that are beautiful, that we want around beautiful prints that we want to put on our walls. And coffee mugs that make us smile when we look at them. Um, so that is like kind of in a nutshell what we, um, what we do and what we hope for. We want women to know that they're not, a, not alone, that there really is a sisterhood, and there's nothing better than a sisterhood in Christ um, where we can, you know, we're going to spend eternity with each other, hopefully. So let's start now. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, I love it. It's great. So I'm wondering, um, did it did Blessed Is She start out as just the online community or has the face-to-face component always been a part of the, the mission and kind of the goal? It's always been the goal, but it started out with just online stuff because okay. um, that is where I think there was there was such a clear loneliness in the online world. Um, and we knew that that's where women go to seek answers. So we thought, gosh, the loneliness is there. It's easy for moms to get onto social media. You know, it's easy to do that. You don't have to, you know, pack all your kids into the minivan and go. But um, Blessed is She isn't just for moms either. It's, and it's very, very intentionally something that is for women of all ages. And it's really neat to be involved at the level that I'm involved now because um, I go to the retreats and I'm able to see the huge spread. We'll have three generations at a retreat. And that is just so cool to see these women of different generations coming together. Um, You know, a lot of the interaction that we get online, I think is probably a little of a younger demographic. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's cool. It's really, really, it's really neat. That's neat. And that is something I've noticed about Blessed Is She. And I'm glad you used the word intentional because I was Mm -hmm. about to use that word um, that um, you all as a a staff and as as a ministry are really intentional about, you know, what you put out (laughs) in terms of Mm -hmm. like devotions and like Mm -hmm. products that you have available and just the reflections that are sent in, um, into the inbox. And, um, you can just tell that so much care and effort has been put into helping women 
encounter God through scripture and through community. So I think that's just just really beautiful. And I, I love the multi-generational thing that you were Yeah, so we're trying so. to have, part of the way to, to try to really nurture that multi-generation thing is to have writers of different generations too. So we've got writers who were in high school. I'm not high school. We have we can't do high school. We draw the line at 18. Yeah, again, you got to have your boundaries. <laughs> right. But um, we have um, college. One of our writers is in college still. Mm. Um, we have some who've just graduated recently. Um, we have quite a few single um, um, women in their 20s, some single women in their 30s. Um, we have a grandmother in the group. Um, who writes. So we really try to make sure that our writers reflect a wide demographic since um, we're serving a wide demographic. And that, again, you know, the intentionality of it, we have a amazing editorial team that now, um, now Leary holds, um, holds together. Um, she's our um, editing manager, content editing manager. And then we have two theological editors. Um, so we, we are very, very careful about putting out things that are true and holy and good mm. and setting the right tone and having excellence in the actual writing itself is something that is very important um, because that's how we're going to, that's what's going to allow us to grow as quickly as we have, but also because it's good stuff, but also to, um, get in, get endorsement from the church itself. We just recently got our bishop's endorsement, and it was a beautiful and wonderful thing um, to be able to have him say, "This is good. This is truly good," and to not have to worry that um, you know someone one day might post a reflection or something that's kind of off color or not quite right, because we we check all those boxes. We make sure mm-hmm. that that's that's not going to happen. Mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, um, as you're saying all this, I can just, <laughs> I can just see it just based on what I've experienced from Blessed Is She. It's, it's beautiful seeing the care that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to mention the reflections or the daily devotionals are, are wonderful, especially I, I discovered them as, as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you have kids and you start having kids and your prayer time starts mm. looking a little different <laughs> than mm-hmm. it did when you didn't have children. And um, it's so wonderful to know that Blessed Is She has the daily mass readings and a reflection that you can have every day. <laughs> and it's in your inbox and it's not like, oh, where's my, you know, prayer journal, journal. and that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just beautiful to have something like that. Um, that you can rely on, I would say, as a mom um, every day, especially. So um, I wanted to ask you about that as a mom yourself, um, why you think it's important for us as moms to engage in God's word in our prayer life. You know, how can you say that you love someone if you're not willing to take the time to get to know them? So when I went through RCI, I realized how important it was for me to really take time to know God in the three persons. So how do you get to know someone? Well, you either read about them or you talk to them um, in person or you talk to people who know them. And so all of those are really important for us. So for me, scripture is my way to get to know God. He communicates to us through the word. It isn't just a reference book. It's the living word of God. 
that's that's one reason why we feel like we felt so compelled to put out the Catholic Journaling Bible just this year, um, because we want women to connect to the Word of God. That's how they're going to get to know Him, and and He speaks to us still through the Word. So we want women to just read, to reflect, and to just slow down and and listen to Him. That's beautiful. Uh, what does prayer look like for you at, at this point in your life as a mother? Well, like you, um, the, the devotions, I mean, the devotions totally change the way I, I do prayer life. Um, I start every morning with the Blessed Is She daily devotion and the scripture that comes with it um, before I even get out of bed. Like, I, that's the first thing I do when I grab my phone. And I spend a great deal of time then just kind of resting in prayer with the Lord. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight is my favorite scripture, and it's um, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, burdened, and I will give you rest. I mean, it's just my favorite scripture. And then it continues, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. And I just love that because it's such a great reminder that that we are we're supposed to come to him and just rest in him. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I fall asleep immediately when I crawl into bed. Like I, I can't even get out of here. <laughs> I mean, forget, forget. Like it doesn't matter what time it is. I'm out. Um, but often God will wake me up not too long after I've fallen asleep. And, um, and it's in the dark then that I do my intercessory prayers there. Just um, for those that I know who need um prayers for our Blessed Issue team, for my family, for my spouse. And I just kind of fade in and out of sleep for a little while most nights. Um, so it's just, it's, it's weird. Like I'll fall asleep, sound asleep. And then like, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm wide awake for like 10 minutes just to get my prayer time in. It's like, God knows, Hey, you rest first and I'll, I'll call you when, when I'm ready to listen and when you're ready to talk. So this is, yeah. it's great. Um, and then, so I stopped, like feeling guilty about falling asleep during prayer or anything like that. When I really came to, um, to under, to get a better understanding of that scripture. Um, there's also a Psalm 127. Um, and in, in that Psalm verse two says, it's vain for you to rise early and put off your rest at night to eat bread earned by hard toil. All this God gives to his beloved in sleep. And this notion that sleep itself, it's not just restorative for the body or for the mind, it's restorative for the soul. I love that. So I go to adoration every Monday um, and I go to mass a couple days a week. Um, For me, those are kind of concrete ways that I can measure um, my priorities. So I try to make sure that I do that um, on a regular basis. And then during the day, God and I just talk. I don't have little ones around Monday through Friday because they're all in school. This is the first year they've been in school. So I'm kind of alone with my thoughts a bit. And I can kind of live in a greater state of constant prayer now, which is nice. Um, in the morning, I rest in prayer with him. And I ask him what he wants me to do like today. Like, God, what do you want me to do today? I mean, I have my ongoing list of like stuff that I have to get done. But I like to put my priorities for him to set. Um, so during Lent, I do actually get out of bed though. And I, I have a Lent, I do the blessed issue Lent journals and Advent journals and I'll have those and I'll, I put them in a place um, away from my bed and I get up earlier in the mornings then. And um, I go this year, it'll be downstairs. We, we've got a new house this year. It'll be, you know, in a different space. And 
I just sit in there and I'll, I'll do prayer in there with my coffee and with my journal. And it's that I like because it's, it's for a shortened period of time. And it kind of helps me switch up my morning routine and start the day out differently because that is a different time. It's a different season. So um, I have to get out of bed for those because I can't, I don't want to wake up my husband with the light. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's great. And I, I love what you're saying about starting your day, whether it's in, in bed, just, um, you know, doing the readings and the devotional or actually getting out of bed and, um, you know, actually going through like a Lenten prayer resource, mm-hmm. the act of like just starting your day with the Lord and then being able to latch on to maybe a particular verse that touches you right. or a word that you can just carry with you throughout the day. Um, I love that. I think that's beautiful. It was, it was yesterday. I, I had, um, I had time for mass and, um, the homily was just, was just great. And the readings were great. And I had read the readings before when I read the devotion. And, um, so hearing them a second time in mass then, and, you know, I was going to give a talk pretty much right after that, but just sitting there in mass gave me the opportunity to to think a little bit more about my talk. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I've got to talk about like the first time I read it in the morning, it hadn't hit me. But the second time I read, I heard it in mass. I thought, I have got to incorporate that into my talk. Mm. That is so great. And so it was just neat to, you can revisit the same scripture just an hour later wow, and you get yeah. something different from it. Um, Cause it's, it's living. It's, it's awesome. Mm. That is, that's really awesome. Um, you had mentioned there that blessed is she has a Lent resource. And mm-hmm. when this episode releases, it'll be, you know, a few days before Ash Wednesday, right. but is, do they have any resource? Do you have any resources online that women can um, access for Lent? Or is it just the, yes. phys- oh, okay. So we have, um, it is too late to, or, well, we always sell out of our Advent and Lent products. So, um, but you can, uh, once we hit that point where we sell out, we often will put them up as a digital download. So you can okay. go to the website. Um, we've had people who've, who've asked us, they said, can you just do that beforehand? We're like, no, because like we need to, the, what we, what we sell on the website is what goes to um, provide for the um, writers and for the infrastructure for sending out the um, daily devotions, which are free. Mm. And so we do have those resources. I love for people to go to blessedishy.net slash shop and shop. And buy lots of stuff because um, that is how that's how we're able to get the devotions out to everybody. That was actually why we even started doing printed materials, was because we had so many people. We had been using the free email servers, and Jenna was just doing it in her time. She had another full time job, so she was just doing it as she could. And we were growing so fast, we had to start paying for our web hosting stuff, and we didn't have any income because we weren't generating any income because you know, all our writers were writing for free and all our, I mean, it was just, it was just something that we were all doing because we felt called to do it. And that was really that like, wake up, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is going to be big. Like we need to start getting some infrastructure in place so that we can, because you have to have money to help it grow. Right. So, um, this, this, um, that is how we started or, and, and why we started putting together some of, um, those resources. But, then we saw what a need there was for it. So it was one of those things where, man, we just got to keep doing this. Most of the stuff that we have in our shop, um, we have because people have asked for it. 
Like we have a planner that we do, um, that we put out twice a year. We do a calendar year one and an academic year one. And we did that because we had people asking us, will you please do a really pretty Catholic planner, one that goes through the, you know, liturgical year for us, one that, you know, has holy days written down, one that has quotes from saints or um, sacred scripture. And so the answer um, is often yes. I mean, that's, yes, that's a great idea. So there we go. Yeah. And as you mentioned, everything is really just beautiful <laughs> um, to look at. And um, and there's something about holding a physical copy of something mm. as well. And even with, with scripture, actually holding a Bible, there's something about mm-hmm. that that, um, yeah, it brings you to a deeper place of prayer, I think, sometimes. So um, I have to say, Be yeah. a Heart Design has done, um, I mean, almost all of our uh, design work. And um, Erica Ty is just amazing. I mean, she's so gifted and she so prayerfully, um, she goes about her stuff in such a prayerful manner. And then often she will then contact the writers. We've got a writer's group and she'll contact the writers and say, Hey, what do you guys think about this, this, and this? So it's really a collaborative effort, um, between, you know, the writer's group and then between she and Jenna to make sure that she's putting out stuff that, um, it's just truly beautiful and meshes well with whatever the content is of what we're doing. Hmm. Oh, that's great. And I can tell there's just um, a sense of community and mm-hmm. solidarity among um, all those at Blessed Is She, the writers and the, do you all get together um, regularly or, or is there a way that you foster that? Because I, I often don't see that in other companies or organizations right so. well we're I mean, we are spread out throughout the u.s and then even we've got christy in canada so um we we do get together we have an annual retreat every fall and um so many of us have been able to get together for that and we'll have you know 25 to 30 of the writers at that um we we haven't been able to get every single one of us together yet but um then we have at the retreats, often we have a couple writers from here or there who will fly out for the retreats. So that's fun. I know on Friday, um, Trisha and Patty and Samantha are coming to Phoenix for our Phoenix retreat. And so it's great. I mean, Samantha and Patty are going to sleep at my house and um, get to meet my kids. And it's just, it's fun. Sarah Erickson has family here in um, the Phoenix Valley as well. So, you know, she came over one day and hang out, hung out with Jenna, Beth, and I, and um, Maeve is one of our writers, and she was happened to be driving through with her sister, so um, she spent the afternoon with us over at Jenna's house last week. So we we really do try to um, continue that relationship so that it it can really be a real relationship. Um, and we've got a, our our writers group as a as a closed group, and it's a place for us to just really, really share with one another um, stuff that's going on in our personal life as well, so that we can um, rely on the prayers of our, um, of our fellow writers. Um, And then also to, you know, to share um, other stuff as well, if we've got um, non-prayer requests, but just ideas or things or good, um, good articles on, on actually writing or things like that. So it, it runs the whole realm of like, asking for health prayers, asking for family prayers, um, and then just advising each other on things. So Mm. beautiful. I love that. 
Um, and you've mentioned the retreats a couple of times. Are those, is there a different theme every year? Is that kind of how it works? And yes. okay. So could you tell me a little bit about yes. uh, what, what it is for this year? So this year it's wild. Oh, okay. And, and, um, very few details have been released about why. Interesting. Because our, <laughs> first, because our first retreat is on Friday. Oh, okay. So this is going to be the kickoff for the wild retreat. And um, I know on my Instagram feed, I had a couple little sneak peeks of um, like the decor because we were working on it last week. Um, and, uh, but there's, there's very, um, very, very few details out about about um, wild, but there will be much more to say um, after ne- this next week. Okay. When um, the uh, the secrets have been unleashed on everybody. Okay, great. <laughs> well, we will have to look for that on. I'm guessing on social media. Then there will be some. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> some I mean, if you if for. you go, yeah, if you go onto my Instagram feed is Parenting with Peer Review. Okay. And so I often have kind of like the behind the scenes peeks at things. Um, and then the main blessed is she, um, Instagram feed always has a bunch of stuff. And I know on next, it'll be the Friday after this podcast airs, um, the, um, we'll be on the feed and, um, probably on Saturday too, giving people a lot to see. Great. Okay. From the retreat. I yes. look forward to it. I'm excited. Yeah. So I know yeah. there's going to be one I heard in um, the St. Paul, Minneapolis area, and I actually just moved yes. from that area. So, so oh. I'm sad. I'll probably miss it, but maybe in the future. So yes, that'll be in August. And then there's one in San Jose in May. There's one um, in Florida this fall as well. We're still nailing down the date. And then we'll be at the... Um, the shrine, the John Paul II, St. John Paul II shrine in um, Washington, D.C. in November. Oh, neat. And then we're even sort of working on one maybe internationally. Oh, um, okay. To do across the pond somewhere. Oh, neat. Um, but we're, we're still trying to nail down things. We got our bishop said, go, go, go. But we have to make sure that we can actually do it and do it well. Because, again, there's that excellence piece that we want to make sure that there's some things that, you know, every Blessed Issue retreat has. We do a, a Eucharistic procession mm. at every retreat. So you can you can one-on-one be before the Blessed Sacrament. Um, we have certain music that we always have to, that yes, yeah, certain in type of music and feel of, of what we do in terms of the praise and worship. Um, so we want to make sure that, that we can maintain that same level of excellence everywhere we go. Um, and have that consistency so people know what they're going to be getting when they um, when they pay for it. Someone asked me, this, why is it so expensive? And I said, well, you're getting three meals for the whole day. Like you're getting fed three times and it's not potluck. Like this yeah. is not your normal like church retreat. Everybody's just kind of going to bring something to share. This is like, these are nice. These are catered meals. These are um, beautiful decor. This is beautiful music. These are amazing, amazing speakers. I mean, Emily Wilson has spoken in the last two retreats and she was, I think she was at our first one too, doing a small, yeah, she was at the first one doing a small group breakout too. Um, I mean, this woman speaks before so many huge crowds internationally and she comes to do our little retreats because she loves, she's one of our writers. She loves us. She's one of us. This is, we're her sisterhood. So that you have the opportunity to, I mean, to hear Ike and Dolo play all day long um, is, is pretty incredible. So 
we want to make sure that we can have our whole team together and be able to do it um, up to a certain level. That's awesome. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I am just so grateful for the quality and the care that Blessed Is She puts into everything they do. So um, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Hi, friends. If you're anything like me, you know how difficult it is to schedule a date night with your husband. With leaving the kids, the cost of a babysitter, and the expenses of dinner and a movie, you might not have dates as often as you'd like. Enter Date Night In, a subscription box service that sends you everything you need for a date night at home. Last week, Cameron and I put the kids to bed and then went on an adventure to Paris. We enjoyed some crepes and worked together to solve clues to complete a mission. Our date also included writing letters to one another and taking the five love languages test. Cameron and I found that our love languages have actually changed since having kids. And the prompts we were given for our love letters brought out some stories and memories we hadn't even shared with one another yet. Cameron and I love knowing that we have a date night every month that neither of us have to plan. It's a fun surprise for both of us, and we don't even need to get a babysitter. Get 10% off your first date by visiting diapersanddisciples.com slash date. And thanks for supporting the show. So Mary Ruth, I'd love to ask you, what is your favorite part of your home and why? Well, we just moved. Um, well, just, I, I'd like to say I just moved because I still have a couple piles of papers that I need to put away, but it was July. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to say I just moved. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I think my favorite part about my house is probably the upstairs, which, um, we have our, we've, I've never lived in a two story house before, but this two story house is a little different, um, in that it has the master upstairs oh, and okay. that is all. That's all that's upstairs. It's just the master bedroom and master bathroom. And um, I absolutely love it. And I think part of why I love it so much is that I was so worried that it wouldn't be good. I would be too far away from the kids. But they're super close because they're just at the bottom of the stairs. Um, And I can hear everything that goes on anyway. But having that master upstairs, there's so much privacy. And I, you know, it doesn't matter what my... I like keeping my house tidy. That is important to me, but it doesn't matter if my bed is made because no one's going to see it because if someone comes over for coffee or if, if a neighbor drops something off, no one's going to see my master bedroom. No one's coming up here. I mean, we can, we can have kids over for play dates and they can be here eight hours, but no one goes upstairs because there's no reason to go upstairs. It's mom and dad's space. Right. So that, that privacy aspect has been so nice. And then right as you walk into my master, there's, built-in bookshelves. And I am, a, oh. I am such a book hoarder. Um, <laughs> I love antique books. I love, yeah. um, I love, I love, love, love historical fiction. So um, I'm, I'm coll- doing a pretty good job collecting like the Catholic, um, you know, a bunch of Scott Hahn books and some Patrick Madrid work and just books on Catholicism and really getting to know my faith a little deeper. So I got the diary of Faustina up there. And so I love having all these little shelves. And then I, I'm a total nerd because like I rearrange the stuff on the shelves. <laughs> I'm like a girl with her dolls, like a little girl with her dolls. I'm like, oh, what if I look, put it over here? How does that look? And I just love being able to go and pick up a book. So I love that. I love that when I walk in, I see my books and they're so calming. Um, They're so calming to me to have Mm. those resources there. 
Oh, I love that. I can just imagine that. That's so beautiful. And I think there's something about having your bedroom on another level where you're like entering a new space. And so it just has a different feeling to it, It you know? That's awesome. Um, So my next question is, what are you loving recently? I might be a little late to the game on this answer, but I just saw The Greatest Showman. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. From like the opening um, lines of music and the opening scene, it just, I mean, my jaw was just dropped the whole time. I loved it. I yes. loved so much about it. Oh, I could just gush about this as well. In fact, my husband and I are actually going to be doing a, a podcast episode about The Greatest Showman oh because we gosh. loved it so much. And um, the, I mean, I'll just say one thing that I really loved about it is how it upholds marriage and mm. really just like celebrates marriage, which yes. you don't see very often in movies. So No, you don't. You don't. You know, so I, I mentioned before that I gave this talk on building resilience and one of the things that we talked I talked about was the importance of like really showing love and how how important it is for our kids to to know that they are loved Mm. and that that love is unconditional and um I had already like written the talk and then I saw the movie and then as I was thinking more about the talk um and kind of rehearsing in my head going through it all I kept thinking of the scene in the movie where He's a little boy. It's really early in the movie and he's given the apple and that mm. act of such love and such charity yeah. was that pivotal moment mm. for him. That's, that was the low of the low and to have someone give him something that was valuable, but that he, and, and it was from somewhere that he didn't expect it or wouldn't have expected it and how that just gave him such hope. And that was when, you know, then you see the, the change and, yeah. and it's present day. And this is what he, what he's, he's been able to achieve. So I just said it was so beautiful. There were so many little moments like that in the, in the movie. So, yeah. And I love the music. I mean, the music was yes. amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've been listening to it a lot at mm-hmm. our house. So <laughs> yeah. that's great. Um, and then my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share? Man, I love mom hacks. I really do. I put them on my Instagram feed <laughs> on, a, on like a somewhat regular basis. So I love that you're asking me this. Um, oh, great. In fact, the, a mom hack is the only thing that I've ever had go viral. BuzzFeed picked it up and then like, it was crazy. It was really, really crazy. Oh, funny. Yeah. Which, which one was that? Can I hear about that one? Yeah. And then you can tell me another okay, one if so you want. Okay, so that one was, um, I had, when the kids were really little, especially, I used to carry um, pens of different colors and they were in this little case and I'd roll them up and I keep them in my, in my purse or in the diaper bag. And then when we would go to the doctor, I would trace their bodies on the little paper and then they would color them in. I mean, you have so much time in that stupid doctor's office usually. Right. So, um, but then when the doctor came in, especially if the kids were a little nervous or they weren't really verbal yet, it gave the doctor a chance to interact with the kids in something that they had done. So they would frequently, the doctors would go over and say, oh my goodness, look at this. Is this you? Oh, and then they'd talk about the body on the drawing and say, wow, do you have a, what's going on with you? And, you know, they just look at me and says, well, do you hurt anywhere? And they just kind of look at them again. Well, what about here? Can you show me on the, on the drawing where you hurt? It's just so easy. 
and That's so brilliant. <laughs> it was just such a nice I love yeah it. um so yeah that was that was I guess that my first mom hack to um my my only mom hack claim to fame but there's there, <laughs> that I that I love that I haven't ever mentioned before um and that is keeping your keys on either a lanyard or a carabiner because keys get lost so often in the bottom of our purses or diaper bags. And so I've got a a friend who's a mom of seven and she always keeps them on a lanyard around her neck and she never has to worry about where her keys are because she always knows where they are, but yet she always has a hand free for a kid um, Mm. in the parking lot. And so she gets out of the, it gets out of the car, it goes right around her neck and she grabs the hands of the kids and they can go on their merry little way. So I, I had them on, on a lanyard for a while. Now they're on a wrist lanyard, which I love. I've had them on um, carabiners before, but I just love that notion of being able to keep your keys someplace that you don't have to dig for them or fish for them. They're just super available. So that is so great, especially if you're, you know, juggling more than one, yeah. <laughs> one child. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mary Ruth, if listeners are wanting to find out more about Blessed Is She or maybe check out uh, the Lenten resource you have, what's the best way for them to go about that? So they can go to blessedisshe.net and um, on the web. And that is where you, you kind of can see everything that Blessed Is She has to offer. Um, there will be a place, um, it'll probably be a pop-up that says sign up for daily devotions. And you just put in your email. We do not give your email to anyone. Um, we are definitely not the, that sophisticated, <laughs> but we also wouldn't. I mean, we just we just wouldn't. So yeah. we don't give your email to anybody. Um, we keep it in-house, and that signs you up for the daily devotions. And then from occasional little notes from Jenna to let you know about um, other things that are going on, or, or just every once in a while, she'll just send out an encouraging letter to, to everybody. So... Um, then if you go to the shop, then that's where you can find the Lenten resources and um, any of the other resources that we have there as well. So we are on Facebook. You can sign up on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Instagram. It's all, um, we're everywhere. Twitter, Pinterest. (laughs) Great. And I've been looking at pictures of the um, Catholic journaling Bible Mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful. Maybe for my birthday or something, yes. <laughs> it'll be it'd be something I can add because it I I can imagine how that would just enhance your prayer life. So it makes a great gift. Um, I haven't had the guts to actually draw on it yet, or to do any journaling in it yet. I keep a separate journaling. Really, um, thing, but I just I, no. I'm so scared. Well, my handwriting's not very good, um, so okay. maybe it's that. But I I just yeah so pretty, but. I don't want to mess yeah. it up. And I know it's mine. Like it's, it's okay. But um, my ugly Bible, I, you know, highlight and, and, and everything, but this one is so pretty, but I, yeah. I so many um, pictures on the feeds um, for Instagram of, of women and the beautiful journaling that they're doing in it. And I think that's probably why I'm a little intimidated. I'm like, it'll never look as good as everybody mm. else's. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. I'm not very artsy at all. So, <laughs> well, that's great. Um, well, thank you so much, Mary Ruth, for being here and chatting with me. I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to oh, do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Amber. Let me go ahead and close this in a prayer. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for your great love for us. Um, I pray, Lord, that as we approach this season of Lent, that you would draw us near to you. I pray for those moms listening today who are feeling stretched thin or tired, um, that you would provide them with um, the rest that they need, God, even if that's not physical rest, um, that they can find rest in you. Uh, Lord Jesus, we love you, and we pray all of this in your holy name. Amen. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening in today. You all are in my prayers as we enter into Lent this week. Let's really make an effort this Lent to turn from sin and attach ourselves to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, think about ways you can spend this time before Easter in prayer, fasting, and giving. Until next week, you all are in my prayers. God bless.